Hey guys, good morning. I'm glad you're able to connect online and to listen to God's word uh, for us to learn together, even though we're not physically present. By way of quick introduction, my name is Ben, Ben Neger. <clears throat> I'm a husband, I'm a dad, and I have been part of the King's Arms family for the last four years. I, I volunteer with the pastoral team, and I am pleased to be sharing God's word with us this morning. You know, I came across a couple of stories this week, which I would love, love, love to share with you. Um, the first one is of, um, is of a politician who visited the village and asked what the needs were. We have two basic needs, sir, replied um, the village leader. Firstly, we have a hospital, but there is no doctor. On hearing this, this politician gets out his mobile phone and, um, and after speaking, for a long while, he, he reassured the village leaders, um, sorry, the village leader and the, and the villagers that the doctor would be there the next day. He then asked them what the second problem was. <clears throat> Secondly, sir, there is no mobile phone signal anywhere on this village. Ouch. Ouch, ouch. Anyway, the second one is of a four-year-old boy who spilled his Coca-Cola drink on the rug and wanted to be a big boy and to clean up um, the mess himself. So he, so his mother told him that the mop was just outside the back door. Quickly, he ran to the door, but um, as he opened the door, he realized that it had become quite dark um, outside. Suddenly scared, he, he told his mother what the problem was. His mother reassured him. She told him that Jesus is everywhere, even in the dark places, and that Jesus will always protect him. This put a smile on this boy's face, so he opened the door just enough to poke out his head um, um, outside, and he called out, Jesus, if you're out there, could you please pass them up? <laughs> uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That made me um, chuckle. And I guess you, guess, you can guess where um, um, I'm going this morning with this talk. And so why don't I pray for us before uh, we jump into the Word of God um, for today? So let me pray for us. Jesus, I, um, I pray that you will open our minds so that we can understand the scriptures this morning, just like you did with the disciples after you, you came back to, to, from the dead and you spoke with them and you opened your mind so they could understand uh, the things you've been saying to them. I pray that we would fully comprehend the meaning of the prophecies and the promises of your word um, your word to us this morning. I pray that each one of us would take one lesson, just one lesson, at least one lesson, oh God, to, to digest it, to reflect on it, and to make a change, to implement a change for your glory. Jesus, I pray, would you do this? Would you open our hearts to your word and change our lives? We pray this in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. So this morning, we're going to look at a claim and a promise um, Jesus made to each and every one of us and um, and what our lives would look like if we take him on his promise. You know, um, Jesus in the New Testament, um, in the Bible, Jesus made extraordinary claims, you know, 
um, Jesus was not one to play it safe. Um, he was, but but made some some very big claims about who he is. You know, he claims to be the only one who can forgive sins, forgive our sins, forgive our wrongdoings. He says he's the only, is the gateway to eternal life, the doorway to salvation to all who accept him. He claims that he is the bread of life, the one who, who brings that sense of fulfillment and satisfaction in life. He says that he is God's son. He claims to be the one who was there right at the start of the creation of our world as we know it, and the one through whom all things were created. These were some big, big, big claims, and Jesus was full of them. You know, he made some promises and some invitations, and we're going to be looking at one of those. We find one of these in um, in the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus was talking to a group of people who had become tired and weary and exhausted because they had been working hard and carrying many religious rules and many religious burdens. You know, Jesus said to them, and this applies to you and I and to you and me as well. He says this, if you've got your Bible, go to Matthew, Matthew 28, verse, verse 11. I'm sorry, Matthew 11, verse 28. Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Another version puts it this way. If you're tired from carrying heavy burdens, Come to me and I will give you rest. Take my take the yoke I give you, put it on your shoulders and learn from me. I am gentle and humble and you will find rest. The yoke is easy to bear and this burden is light. Folks, this is an invitational claim and promise Jesus. Um, this inv invitational claim and promise from Jesus can be summarized as this. If you're struggling and you're tired and you're weary, he says he can give you relief if you come to him. You know, how many of you have had those moments where you, you know, where a troubling situation has been on your mind all day from when you wake up in the morning, it's on your mind. When you go through the day, it's on your mind. And when you go to bed, it's still on your mind. In my case, I've had those situations where even in my sleep, I dream about those issues and burdens that have been on my, on my mind. You know, have you ever experienced or have you uh, experienced these situations recently? Or maybe you might even be going through that right now. Jesus is talking to you and I right now. If we're carrying those heavy burdens, those, those heavy yoke, um, as the Bible puts it, from whatever the situation is, from debt and money issues, from being in the wrong relationships, from the pressures of life, the distractions and the dissatisfactions of life, the heartache and problems of life. You know, if you're carrying the fatigue of decision-making about your future and, and the weight and the fear of, 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 you know, the fear and anxieties of life, Jesus seems to be saying in these verses that he can give you and I relief from this. Not necessarily to change the circumstances, but change how, what we feel and what we experience in the middle of the circumstances. He offers rest from those burdens and offers a yoke which is easy and light to carry.
Now, when someone makes a promise, there's some an unconscious assessment that goes on in each and every one of us on whether we can we can trust the the promiser, right? Um, if I offered to if I if I as an example offered to give each and every one of you listening to this talk five thousand pounds, five thousand UK pounds, um, just for listening to this talk this morning, how many of you actually trust that I will fulfill my promise? I don't think that is a big, that's a difficult question. Um, I think um, uh, most of you would, would, would literally listen to that and put that aside. Why? Because many of you would simply assess me and come to the conclusions very quickly that this guy cannot afford to keep this promise, to give each and every one of us listening to this £5,000. You know, you, the challenge you and I face with the claims and the promise of Jesus is not how radical the claims are. You know, it's not how big or how extraordinary his, his promises and his claims are, but how much you and I can trust him to keep his promise. It's that simple. You know, if Jesus is truly who he says he is, and the Son of God and the one who can do all things, and we see a track record of what he is doing, then it makes every sense to believe that he is the one who delivers on his promise. You know, for some of us listening this morning, I suspect we need to go back to the fundamental question of this, which is, is Jesus who he says he is? And do we see him doing the things he says he will do? You know, I'm always baffled when I ask myself that question, um, when I do some research and I hear testimonies, I come back to the same conclusion time and again that Jesus is still very much alive and doing good and completely trustworthy. The problem is not with the claims and with the promises Jesus makes. The challenge is can we trust him to follow for him to follow through on his promises? Jesus says in the verses we just read, he says to come to me all, you know, doesn't matter who you are, you know, no one is excluded, young, old, married or single, rich or poor, someone with big problems or small problems. He's, he invites all to come, all that have become tired and weary in life to come to him and he will give rest. He goes on to say to take on his yoke, which is, which is easy to bear, and his burden, which is light. You know, what I find interesting in these verses is that Jesus is not offering a bit of rest, a bit of TLC here and there, you know, and, to, and a bit of refreshment, but he offers to take on his yoke for us to find rest. Don't you think it's a bit strange that Jesus' idea of getting us to rest in him involves putting on a yoke? You know, a yoke, as many of you would know, was, um, was not created for rest. It was created for work. A yoke is a wooden beam um, used to link two animals, uh, put over, over, over the neck, um, and to link two animals to help them to carry heavy objects. And it distributes the weight evenly between the shoulders of the animals. This literally has nothing to do with rest at all. When Jesus invited the weary and heavy laden to come to him and find rest, we would expect him to say something like, um, take that yoke off you, uh, that you're wearing, you know, don't, you don't need it anymore. Doesn't that feel great now? Run, be free and, and, and just enjoy your life. You know, Jesus rather offers his yoke 
which is light. He says, here's the point, guys. I believe that at any point in our lives, we carry a yoke around our necks. The question is, is there a yoke around your neck right now? One that is made by man, one that is heavy and, um, and wears us down eventually. Is it man-made or is it Jesus-made? Are we carrying, which yoke are we carrying? You know, a yoke placed um, on animals is meant to distribute the weight evenly uh, on the shoulders of the animals as they pull the, and plow away. That's what a yoke does. What we know from history at the time of Jesus bringing this is that sometimes um, the older, more experienced animal is yoked with the younger, less experienced animal. The older animal takes the weight most of the weight which which makes the load light for the younger animal enabling the younger animal to 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 watch and to learn from the older one you know i think this is this is um the offer from jesus here he wants to be the older one who carries the giant share of the weight of your burdens in life and the burdens we face he wants to carry this so that um, the yoke on us then becomes light so that we can enjoy him and, and learn from him and experience relief and joy and the blessings of his life. And so to wrap up this morning, the question is, how do we take this heavy yoke and load and burdens and cares of life onto Jesus and trade it with him? How do we stay yoked to him so we can, we can know um, and relieve from the troubles and the burdens in our lives. I would like to suggest that there are two things we can do in achieving this. Firstly, we need to acknowledge that we need him, we need Jesus, and make a conscious decision to trust him. You know, there is a, there's an active, not a passive, there's an active step here of surrendering our lives to Jesus and trusting him to carry the heavy parts of our burdens. You know, and you, and you might be here or listening to, to me this morning and don't yet believe in Jesus. And I would urge you to commence your journey to find out if Jesus is who he claims he is. You know, the Alpha Course is a great avenue to do that. Our ministry team, on, on, on this uh, in this service right now are also here to discuss with anyone who is, is in such a situation you know there are many books written on this topic um, one of them I would recommend is the case for Christ by uh, by Lee Strobel um, a former New York um, leading bestseller um, New York um, um, New York Times best-selling author who investigated Jesus we need to get to the decision. If he really is who he claims to be, then, we, then you need to acknowledge him as God and make a decision to trust him. You might be here as, as an unbelieving believer, as I tend to put it. This is someone who believes in Jesus. You're a Christian, but don't truly, fully, regularly trust what he says he will do. You know, the, the doubting Thomas um, syndrome, as some pull it. Put it. I believe, um, but 
I believe that we wholeheartedly need to give ourselves to Jesus again, to dig in, to find out, to listening to testimonies, find out from others, is Jesus still healing people? Is Jesus still taking those heavy burdens from people? Does he give peace we need in times of trouble? Does he keep to his promises? You know, now, now might be time for you to prayerfully think and consider this. I don't think we should just sit on the fence on this one, guys. You know, if he claims to be who he is, then we ought to acknowledge that we need him and make a conscious decision to trust him. Secondly, I would say we need to lean into Jesus, into him, um, and know and his amazing closeness on a regular basis, to stay close to him. You know, when, <clears throat> when a, yoke, a, a yoke brings two animals together, it makes them go in the same direction. And putting on the yoke of Jesus is leaning into him on a regular basis in your relationship with him. Jesus says, take on my yoke. You know, be yoked with him and learn from him. In other words, draw close to him and watch him and learn from him. You know, learning, um, you know, leaning into Jesus looks something like saying, Jesus, it is you and I in, in, in this problem, in this heartache, in this, in this situation. Jesus, it is you and I in the morning when I wake up. It is you and I when I go to bed. It is you and I, Jesus, at work. It is you and I when I'm stressed. Jesus, it is you and I when things are going well. It's saying, Jesus, you know, it is you and I, and the list goes on and on and on. It's you, Jesus, I choose to take moments out of my day to spend time with, to think about, to, to, to pray to, to, to try to understand. You know, no one else or anything else would do. Not my job, not my abilities, not my wealth, not, not the government and what the government can provide, not my family, not my career would take your, the central place in my life. It is you, Jesus. That is what it means to lean on him. It is you, Jesus, and you alone that trumps all else. You know, there is an active decision here, a choice we get to make to lean into him, to watch from him, and to surrender to his will. As we put on his yoke, he promises he will never leave us, he would never forsake, forsake us, but he will carry the weight. You can know joy and peace and calm that comes from Jesus as we stay yoked to him. Folks, would you reflect on this this week and learn from Jesus and put your yoke, your heavy burdens on him and let him bring his yoke, which is light and easy on you. God bless you.